Hola, and welcome to Real Whiskey Nerd, a podcast about whiskey, bourbons, and many more things. This is your host, Christian, and today is our third episode. Frequently Asked Questions FAQ or Scotch 101, Scotch for Beginners. In today's episode, we're going to discuss a few of the FAQ about scotch. Such things like, what is scotch? How do we define scotch and what else do we need to know to explain it? And um, a couple of facts about scotch. Does it have to come from Scotland? What do the Scots drink? How does scotch become speeded? What whiskey should I start with? What are the whiskey regions of Scotland? What are the different categories of scotch whiskey? How many calories are there in scotch? What is blended whiskey? And does it go bad? So, does the scotch whiskey has to come from Scotland? Yes. Just like the producers of champagne, they need to make the sparkling wine on the champagne region of France before they can label it as such. Distillers who want their product called scotch, they must produce their whiskey in Scotland. But there's only one stipulation from the Scotch Whiskey Regulation of 2009. This legislation under which the production, bottling, labeling, packaging, and advertising of Scotch whiskey remains governed. Based on the Scotch Whiskey Act of 1988, the regulations made for an interesting and, well, maybe a little bit long-winded reading. What do the Scots drink? According to the 2017 Britain's Biggest Alcohol Brand Report, published by The Grocer, the famous grouse was the UK's 10th biggest alcohol brand by the off-trade value and the only brand of Scotch whiskey to make it into the report's top 10. The famous grouse certainly does command a significant presence in Scotland, even if this report doesn't really state figures by country. But statistics aside, uh, many enthusiasts will find that it's difficult to single out a favorite dram of account on the myriad of styles and flavors available. How does the Scotch become speeded? Well, in order to produce uh, malted barley, maltsters must germinate green, also known as fresh barley, and then quickly halt the process of germination. Distillers use a kiln for this. Peat fires are hidden in the kilns, and days go on by as peat and the mo- and was most abundant and accessible source of fuel across the country. But that was a long time ago. Alternative fuel sources eventually took the place of peat in kilns, but many producers today still rely on the peated barley in varying proportions than Marshfields. Uh, all the tarry smoky flavors that arise in whiskey they are produced by the peated peat barley. Um, so why should we start with? Uh, well, that's a, like a little bit of a weird question since there are so many varieties. But, um, you know, there is difficult, it's difficult to pick one. But these are my personal suggestions. I won't say they are the only suggestions or the most correct suggestions, but they're the ones that I would recommend. Uh, for a single malt that is extra peaty, I will get with a Lafroig Thin, which is not expensive, but is you will get all the characteristics of, of that whiskey. Uh, for a single malt that is a lot smoother, uh, smoother uh, will be a Highland, uh, it will be a Macallan 10. And for a blend that will go with uh, Johnny Walker Black Label, which has a very special place for me for very personal reasons, but I think that's the best way to go, just for a starter. What are the whiskey regions of Scotland? There are no official Scots whiskey regions 
but applying geographical boundaries is still a useful exercise for many people and it helps with differentiation. The five areas that are most commonly used in reference to whiskey are Speyside, Islay, Campbelltown, Lowlands, Highlands and Islands, even though Islands sometimes can be considered a region of their own. Well, of course, the characteristics that define these regions are less exclusive now than ever. Uh, before, when the regions were established, there was a very strict differentiation, but that's not the case. Um, heavily peated whiskey, for instance, doesn't have to come from Ali. That's the reason why many experts are really reluctant to separate the whiskeys by a ge geographical region. What are the categories of Scotch whiskey? Okay, according to the Scotch whiskey regulations of 2009, there are five types, five different types of Scotch whiskey. That goes as follows: single malt Scotch whiskey. It must be distilled as a single distillery. Single grain Scotch whiskey is also distilled at a single distillery, but made from cereal grains rather than just malted barley. Blended Scotch whiskey combines one or more single malt whiskies with one or more single grain Scotch whiskies. Blended malt Scotch whiskey is a blend of two or more single malt Scotch whiskies from different distilleries. And blended grain Scotch whiskey is a blend of single grain Scotch whiskies which have been distilled at more than one distillery. How many calories there is in Scotch whiskey? Um, just 64 calories for 25 milliliters, so it's actually less than a banana. And what is blended whiskey? Well, blending came across a time when producers were we trying to get consistency in the product. Um, it's interesting what single mouse you can get, uh, our world you used to be able to get, uh, with very different nuances within their product. But, you know, certain producers wanted consistency in order to sell their product and know what they were marketing. So every cask of, when, since they were looking for consistency, every cask of whiskey matures in its, in its own way. And blending allows pro producers to effectively lessen any resulting difference differences and um, even though they, they rely on recipes and they deliver a consistent product um, well uh, the blending was one of the most significant developments in the story of whiskey um, blended blend whiskey is big business uh, they actually are account for 90% of all the whiskey shipped in the world um, they are some of the most uh, popular whiskeys in the world and uh, those whiskeys go bad well in theory no but it all depends about and in, in it all depends on oxidation. All their bottles, if you have noticed, they come with a with a little cork. So the cork allows marginal air to get in there, especially after you open it. So the oxidation will happen. Uh, the new uh, the new bottles with a screw cap like m minimize that. And it also, if there's any oxidation, it will change the levels of ethanol. So that's the one that. Uh, that will change the consistency, but no, I don't think the whiskey will go bad. Uh, the exposure to light will change certain characteristics, but no, it will definitely not be something that will make the whiskey go bad. Well, this is the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. Remember that you can follow me on social media on Instagram at lwhiskeynerd. You can uh, send me an email to l.whiskey.nerd at gmail.com um, remember you can follow the, the podcast and listen to it in um, Spotify Google Podcast Breaker, Public Radio and on the Anchor.fm app um, please uh, send me any messages if you have any questions, any concerns any 
anything that you want me to review and uh, let me know. Well, again, thank you for listening and salute.